Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King. We've got our masks up, and we're all set for the 2020 football season on what we call our preseason edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. The NFL didn't have a preseason, but we do here on the podcast, as Victor and I are going to share with you some of our thoughts as we return to the 2020 football season under all the COVID protocols, some of the handicapping do's and don'ts that you definitely want to be aware of before jumping into the football waters this football season. And with that, I'm going to welcome our co-host, Victor King from King Creole Sports for the show. Victor, how have you been holding out throughout this entire pandemic that we've been through here over the past six months? We're hanging in there, Mark. I can't believe it is September already. That's absolutely amazing. It kind of feels like uh, we're all slowly starting to awaken from a summer-long hibernation. But it's been a difficult year, uh, a year for the ages. To anybody who's lost somebody from the COVID, a, a family member, a friend, a colleague, we're, we're very sorry. We know what you are going through. And uh, again, it's been a tough year. Uh, I'm thankful, number one, that that I have a job at Playbook. I can't say the same for my wife who's lost her job and unable to get another one right now. The same thing for my stepson. But hey, we're no different than anybody else in the country. In fact, we probably have it a little bit better. But uh, again, for all the people who have been impacted negatively, we're sorry. At the very, very least, though, we can talk about some football. And I don't know about you, Mark, but for me... It's always important that you have something to look forward to, whether it is a long-term type thing or a short-term type thing. And for me, well, I'm certainly not looking forward to the presidential election. I'm certainly not looking forward to wearing masks for however long we have to. But my long-term goal is to be able to go to a movie theater, sit next to somebody, not have to wear a mask, and enjoy the movie. And that will come back at some point. And then if I have any sort of a short-term goal, it's the fact that the NFL season is starting, a decent college football season is starting, and we at least get to talk about what makes us passionate in, in this life. I'm 100% in with you on that, Victor. It'd be so nice just to think about sitting at a restaurant with family or friends. And as you mentioned, going to a movie theater, uh, we're getting a small little taste of it back right now with uh, sports back in play. I got to tip my hand to the NBA on the great job that they did uh, putting their product back on the court, uh, getting their game, their protocols in order. They proved beyond a doubt that during this these crisis times, you can beat this COVID, the world of sports can beat this COVID by bubbling up. Uh, you know, they put a lot of money into what they did in Orlando and Disney World by putting their product on the floor in one city and keeping all the players and teams in a bubble. We saw it with the National Hockey League. 
they're doing the same thing. The two leaks combined together haven't had a positive test in over a month, and that's over, um, we're, we're probably approaching like well over 5,000 tests. So a tip of the hat to them. Uh, the question in my mind now becomes, what does the National Football League do this football season? And we're going to talk about them in the college football and our approach and the way we're going to handicap the COVID-2020 football season. And the theme here that I want to push across more than anything else is that more now than ever before, it's critically important to be able to before you jump into these waters and start betting these football games to know what the heck it is that you're doing. You know, that's what professionals are for. People like Victor and myself and our playbook team, you know, we're the ones that are doing the grunt work. We're finding out what teams are affected by the COVID, who's playing, who's not. The worst thing a person can possibly do is make plays based on likes and Maybe even arguably some past history, which we live a lot with here at Playbook in our database, the history, so forth and whatnot. But there's going to be checkpoints that are going to have to be passed before we make plays and sides and so forth and whatnot this season. And that's going to be to make sure that the team we're going to be asking to cash a ticket for us is going to be in the proper physical and mental state of mind to be able to cash that ticket. Because if you don't, you're only going to be battling against yourself and in the long run the odds maker or the bookmaker is going to end up winning out in a situation like this now i would love to see the national football league or i would have loved to see we're not going to see it uh, at least to start the season to have the national football league have bubbled up to have them play their games in san francisco and los angeles and they could have they could have scheduled games from thursday friday saturday sunday and monday and played games in two stadiums and done just that and and really protected the welfare of the of the game itself and the players. But they're opting with their protocol, and we're going to find out whether it works or not this football season here. And we're certainly hoping that they're going to do that. But, you know, Victor, they have quite a few other uh, landmines to overcome here. And, you know, some of them, such as practice squad players and what do you do with new coaches and rookies that haven't had an early camp or a preseason or the lack of attendance that we're going to have this football season here? What's your initial take, Victor, and what you see coming from the National Football League this season? First off, I agree 100% with the fact that if you're a handicapper and you have a database, lean on it. Use it. Uh, again, you mentioned the great things that have happened in both the hockey and the basketball in regards to the bubble. And I'll admit, when August rolled around, I didn't know what kind of an impact not having fans in the stands would have or anything like that. But if you rely on your database, you trust your database, you're creative in your database, maybe you're even thinking outside the box a little bit, the numbers will still come forward. The profits will still come forward. And uh, to prove that, let me throw out some numbers in this really, really weird and really long NBA regular season, 2019 and 2020, that's almost going on a full 12-month calendar year, Mark finished number one in the country in the NBA with a 23-9 and record. That included 4-1 and in regular season games in the bubble, and Mark's continued that in the playoffs going 6-3. and We've had a decent playoffs going 7-4 and in an uncertain sport of baseball, Mark's gone 16 and 9. 
And to me, that just proves that if you know what you're doing in your, in your database, you can even account for things like no fans in the stands. So, again, I would agree 100%. The database does not lie, and it will overcome some of those things that you may have had trepidation in the past about handicapping. And I'm satisfied that as we carry on into the NFL season and the college football season, if you're comfortable in your database, that you're definitely going to do well. Now, what's going to happen with, you know, the lack of attendance in the NFL and the fact that there are more practice squad players? What will happen in the NFL if somebody, multiple players in a team have a positive COVID test? Who knows? But, uh, again, I could not agree more in terms of trusting your database. Well, you know, we've never had a problem doing that, Victor. But uh, as you mentioned, you know, now more than ever, we'll rely on this more than ever before. Uh, that and along with information, you know, information about these players and who's playing and who's not and what sort of an effect it will have, what the team depth situation is, uh, what are their practice players in all that type of situation. So everything all comes together. You know, when I talk about the uh, handicapping, the styles of handicapping, and to me there are three primary forms technical, fundamental, and statistical. And I'm a very avid technical handicapper, but you have to do all three to be successful. When it comes right now to utilizing the database and the approach of what it is you're doing, you're going to have to also rely heavily on what the database says and what information it is you're hearing. So it's critical to keep your ear open throughout this football season here and don't fall in love with teams. You know, let their performance on the field dictate where you're going to go and what path you're going to choose with those football teams. Uh, we also are publishing now new, since uh, the COVID hit us here, uh, we brought back the Playbook Advantage. And that's, that's a, uh, it's a once-a-month free publication to Playbook.com registered site members. And it's a terrific overview of what's going on in the world of sports. And uh, I'm going to lead that segue over to what Victor put together here for the National Football League side of things in this week's or this month's Playbook Advantage for September. And like I say, you can pick up your copy at playbook.com, the Playbook Advantage. And Victor did a great job in uh, his totals tidbits uh, for the 2020 football season. You know, he talked uh, in there about uh, some of the, the more powerful things that you're going to want to look for as far as handicapping football games go. And you've got two well-stocked pages of information in there that you're going to want to refer to each and every week uh, throughout this football season here. And uh, with that, Victor, uh, what what is your approach going to be when it comes to handicapping totals in the National Football League this season here? I know you're going to rely heavily on the database. Uh, do you see things changing from the way they were even last year to this year because of the uh, of the COVID-19? Yeah, for the first time, you know, that, that – Basically, anyone can remember in the modern NFL era, this has not been your typical month of August. The league has basically had a month of what? Closed practices where very, very little was showcased to anybody outside of its buildings. And kind of what developed inside that landscape was consistent, if not efficiently uh, oppressive. For example, you know, most teams this offseason barred reporters from referring to groups of starting players they also uh, clamped down on the descriptions of which players were practicing in the specific packages from the you know exotic designed offensives 
to the vanilla-based looks of nickel and dime personnel on defense. So you're already got a little bit of a hand tied behind your back. And again, it's even more important to uh, perhaps accentuate the technical nature of your handicapping because there's been a lot of limitations in August and teams were not kidding about those limitations either. You see incidents of uh, Seattle Seahawks barring reporters from talking about anything beyond the first 10 minutes of practices or uh, Buffalo Bills suspending a team-employed multimedia reporter after he produced content that kind of explored what happened in the previous day's practices. So it's been a uh, you know very difficult month of August. Nobody's kind of letting on what's going on. We'll see what happens once we get to the NFL regular season next week. But uh, it's been difficult if you kind of uh, utilize what's happening in the preseason or what's happening in team practices, you're getting no information. No, you're not. Uh, you're, you're jumping right into the waters as it is right now. Uh, you know, with no preseason, no practice squat, no no practice games, no, no training camps. The rookies, I think, are the ones that are going to be affected the most because they didn't have a chance to show their wares. They have to do it in this short little window that's being presented to them right now. Uh, but one other question I want to ask you, Victor, here, uh, before we close the door here on the NFL side of things is player props. And I know you're real, you're real keen into player props, and I know you've made some player props. Uh, you want to share maybe uh, some of those that you did and your thoughts when it comes to approaching player props in the National Football League as we head into this 2020 season? I like to think I know my uh, totals plays when it comes to handicapping, but um, to be honest, I've, I've been playing fantasy football longer than I've been a handicapper. It goes all the way back to 1980 in Dallas when a buddy suggested we get into a what was called a fantasy football league. So here I've been playing fantasy sports for over 40 years. I think I know my players, and a couple of the uh, player props that I mentioned in the August edition of the Advantage newsletter were you take some of the big names and you go under the total. Christian McCaffrey under 1,220 rushing yards for the season. Uh, It opened up at about 1,249. It's already down to about 1,220. It's come down. It's pretty sharp money coming in on the under. We know that new head coach, Matt Rule, has basically admitted that McCaffrey will not be utilized to the extent that he was in the last two seasons when he was a true, true workhorse. Not to mention that in terms of game script, the Panthers, I mean, they're going to be trailing in the second half of a lot of games this season, therefore abandoning their running game. And I know he had a season for the ages last year, but I do love the value on actually Christian McCaffrey under his total of 1,220 yards. Another running back that I'm going under this year is Zeke Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys under 1,275 rushing yards. And this is a case where an offseason coaching change certainly might impact a player's projected individual statistics. Of course, Jason Garrett got the pink slip last year. They replaced him with the former Green Bay head coach, what Mike McCarthy, and that could play a big impact in Zeke's numbers this year. Uh, if you look at what he did in Green Bay, he basically brings an attack that saw Green Bay throw more on first down than any other team in the NFL. In his 13 years with the Packers, uh, the Packers, Green Bay only had one rusher 
go over Zeke's current rushing total. So I think there's fantastic value on Zeke under the total. Remember, they drafted Tony Pollard. They still love him. The Memphis product showed uh, some greatness last year, averaging 5.3 yards per rush. So I basically see him taking a lot of carries away from Zeke this year. Not to mention they want to experiment with their newest toy, uh, uh, Lamb from Oklahoma, with that great wide receiver uh, trifecta that they have in Dallas as well. So uh, those are two of the unders I really like a lot this year. Zeke under his rushing total and Christian McCaffrey under his rushing total as well. Uh, not to mention the fact that, uh, you know, these guys sit out a game or two. Unders will will have a lot more value than uh, betters who may want to wager on somebody over their particular total. Well, that's from Victor King, and he outlined a lot of that in the August playbook advantage. You can still go onto the playbook website and look to download a copy of that along with the current September playbook advantage. And Victor, before we close this out here, a quick mention about the Superbook contest in Vegas here. Uh, in our current September advantage, uh, there was a little note made in there about the drafting of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at Kansas City with their number one pick late in the first round and how this is fastly becoming uh, what a lot of uh, fantasy guru or at least of NFL football people think is going to be uh, a boost, a big, big boost for this Kansas City football team. Number one, Damian Williams, their starting running back, is up and not to play because of the coronavirus. So it's gonna, a lot of this is going to fall on the rookie here, and uh, it was quoted by Peter King and Lewis Riddick, as we were saying here in the advantage, that uh, they are, they're gushing about him. They're saying to make him the first overall pick in your draft and that you'll thank them for that tip. What is your take on this with the situation with Kansas City and that running back, Victor? Not quite that high. Uh, and you touched it on it at the top of the show. This is going to be a year in which impact rookies will have less of an impact than they may have had in a normal season when they go through a normal training camp, when they go through a normal preseason. So uh, I think that's a little bit high. I just concluded a Dynasty League fantasy draft a couple of days ago in which he went number eight overall. Not to mention, you know that Andy Reid loves to plug and play his players. I know Damian Williams is not playing, but they still got a good stable of running backs on that particular team. And not only that, Mark, a big running back was just released two days ago. That was Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And guess who's on the short list to potentially sign for net for this season? Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good information, fantasy stat head people out there. So keep that in mind if you're stocking up a fantasy football team this football season here. Real quickly, Victor, I uh, mentioned the Super Contest in Vegas, the Circa Contests. Their entries are going to be way, way down this year, obviously because of travel restrictions. People can't get to Vegas to sign up for those contests. Uh, we will have uh, will be next week when we start our first official week one of the NFL season. Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com will be joining us once again on the show with a review of those particular contests. And uh, uh, what's your take overall quickly, Victor, on those contests in Vegas? So will they be impaired or will there still be a lot of excitement or buzz going on about them? Number one, I'm bummed a little bit. Uh, I know you made the dif difficult decision to suspend the Playbook Wise Guy Handicapping Contest this season. I know it was a tough decision, and I'm a, I'm a little bit bummed uh, because I finished in second place last year. Uh, 
But with that said, I am going to, uh, for the first time in my career, enter one of the larger contests in Vegas, and Andy's going to be helping us out with that as well, as uh, I'm going to get an entry in the Circa Million Two contest, and I'm looking forward to that, Mark. Well, there you go. You can parlay that wise guy second place finish into a Circa winning, and that would be quite a parlay, and then you can thank me for canceling the wise guy contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated having to do that too, Victor, but it was, uh, for all intents and purposes, really, really difficult to have to manage that, not knowing all the uncertainties and so forth and whatnot. So we'll be back next year with the Playbook Wise Guy Contest in the Playbook Football Newsletter. Hey, guys, don't go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear about the college football season and what the do's and the don'ts should be for you when we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. All new Playbooks tokens are here. Only at Playbook.com can you earn rewards and get up to $100 in free Playbooks tokens to use as you choose. And with your Playbooks tokens, you can use them for Playbook experts' picks and selections. Plus, you earn 20% in free bonus tokens when you do. If you haven't got your $100 in free Playbooks tokens, do so now. Simply visit Playbook.com and click on the Tokens link. It's that easy. That's the all-new Playbooks tokens waiting for you at Playbook.com. Only the Playbook Experts VIP Experience offers We Pay the Juice, Conflict Game Notices, Tokens Bonuses, SMS Alerts, and Genius Game Alerts. It's the only customer experience of its kind. To find out more about becoming a Playbook Experts VIP, log on today at playbook.com or call toll-free for more information at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. Become a VIP this football season with your Playbook Experts VIP member. You're tuned into Mark Lawrence against the spread. And now let's throw it back to Mark. Hey guys, welcome back once again. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King in our preseason edition of our Against the Spread podcast as we preview the upcoming college and pro football seasons. And Victor, let's hop over to the college football side of things where once again, I'm going to reiterate the same phrase, more now than ever before. It's vitally important to make sure that you know exactly what it is you're doing when you're wagering on the football games this football season. And this might even, this might even be a, a little bit more uh, noteworthy in college football, Victor, because right now the college football scene is not what it was. We only have 74 of the 130 FBS teams that are actually going to start the football season I'm going to doubt that we're going to finish with those same 74, but the bottom line here is there's attrition in college football this year, and because of, of a lot of that, uh, we've lost two of our five Power 5 conferences when the Big Ten and the Pac-12 opted to cancel their season or postpone their season, I should say. So we're down to just the Big Three being uh, the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC uh, leading the way in other smaller uh, Power 5 uh, group of five conferences in the mix as well. Uh, that being the case here, Victor, uh, first of all, before we go on to handicapping the games, your take on the Big Ten. I know they've been vacillating back and forth. I know that when the decision was made, it was not a popular decision amongst a lot of teams and coaches in the Big Ten conference. There's been a big push being moved again uh, by politicals uh, out of Washington to start up the Big Ten again. What do you see the Big Ten doing this year, Victor? 
That is the question of the day, particularly as you mentioned, it's starting to get a little bit more politically motivated as well. Uh, they did release the the eleven to three Big Ten vote from uh, what about a month ago, where the three teams who voted not to suspend the season were Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So we know who the three outliers were in the Big Ten as well. But it's tough to it's. It's tough to project what's going to happen. We're hearing possibly the fact that they may be able to bring it back and start a season maybe in the middle of October, which would, for me, be the latest you could start a college football season and still have a legitimate champion in that same season. We're also hearing they may want to try and start a season in November, or we're hearing that they may want to just skip the the whole thing altogether and maybe play some spring football. But that's the question on everybody's minds right now, and it's uh, unfortunate that politics are now entering it. There's a certain individual who wants to court the voters in the Midwest, and what better way to get some of those voters than to reinstate Big Ten football. But uh, again, we'll see what happens. What what I'm looking forward to kind of is seeing some of these new coaching faces in college football at least from the conferences that will be playing. You mentioned SEC, ACC, and uh, Big 12. Of course, the Sun Belt is also planning on playing Conference USA and the AAC Conference as well. But I kind of can't wait to see what's going to happen in the state of Mississippi, Mark. This is already one of the uh, weirder states in America when it comes to college football. Now they've added Lane Kiffin in Oxford, Mike Leach in Starkville, you want to talk eccentricities? You got it. I mean, Kiffin has got a quarterback battle that he's kind of sorting out there. Leach kind of seems likely to go with the Stanford grad, K.J. Costello, but he's got a good holdover quarterback in Garrett Schrader as well. Uh, the battle for, I don't know, fourth or fifth place in the SEC has never been dull, particularly uh, when last year, who was the running back, Elijah Moore, who – memorably lifted his leg and pissed in the end zone. But now we have got fresh personalities that have been added to the shenanigans. Uh, Kiffin, I would kind of call him a smarmy guy, while Mike Leach goes off on these oddball tangents. And I say, bring it on, baby. Well, the Rockets, the mad scientist Mike Leach is in the SEC. They're going to know a lot about him real quick, yeah. Victor. He's going to bring this this uh, high-powered spread offense attack, which the conference has not seen before. Right. So, you know, they, they're going to something all new that they're going to have to defend here. And he's going to be putting up yardage against some some pretty good defenses that they've never, ever been accustomed to. My big question is not so much how they're going to do in those games, but how they're going to perform the game after going up this uh, against this Mike Leach attack right. that puts 550 yards in this football team that had them gasping for breath at the end of the football contest. What is going to be the after effect? of taking on Mike Leach in the Southeast Conference where they're just known for defense, pounding the rock, and getting the job done. So that'll be a, definitely an in, interesting take as far as that goes, as, and, and as far as the SEC goes this football season here. One other spin that I have, Victor, on the, the possibility of the Big Ten coming back and maybe even the Pac-12. Maybe they might join, you know, join, hop on the bandwagon and join the Big Ten if they do decide to make a move here. Uh, is that... We will be the benefactors in the long run if for no other reason that the college football season will lengthen because of it. 
uh, if you know if they start in January, it'll lengthen to March. If they start in November, it'll uh, lengthen until February. So you know we're going to have that much more uh, as far as playing and watching the game. It will be concerned, but my main concern is about the safety and the health of the players, the coaching staffs, and the fans. And I think college football is going to be really up against it this football season here. Just look at what's happened at Alabama. I think they had 500 students tested positive. My goodness. Uh, how are they going to quell that and not have that spill over onto the football field uh, with the players? Uh, it's going to be a really, really difficult task. They're going to ha- I think they're going to end up having to bubble these football teams, uh, if, if at least not isolating them. Uh, away from the students and the campus and so forth and whatnot to make this work this football season here. It's going to be a, a real uh, interesting aspect about that, no question about it. Then you're talking about, Victor, teams that are coming back and what conditions and situations they're in. Uh, in our Playbook Football Preview Guide magazine, which is, we, I think, the best one we put together in our 20 years of doing it, uh, you know, we hit in on uh, the lack of depth on some teams that they were going to have and incur. Well, if you have a lack of depth coming back with a, with a pandemic surrounding the situation, your depth is going to be really, really magnified in situations just like that. Uh, one team in particular, the defending champion LSU Bengals, the Tigers from LSU, this team was beat up as bad as any team I've ever seen as far as losses go. 14 players drafted by this football team in the draft. Uh, that tied an NFL football record. And we mentioned uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We know all about, obviously, Joe Burrow leaving. Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, is gone. There's going to be a whole new look to this LSU football team, and it's going to really open things up. Not only is the SEC West going to be open, and I think, personally, Nick Nick Saban will have the monster chip on his shoulder after having not made it to the title game last year, and he will be the team to beat. Over in the East, the East is a... Pick them up, wild affair. Any one of four teams can win the SEC East this year. And not because of uh, mediocre talent. It's, it's, a, it's an SEC East division that is rising with talent. So we'll see whether or not how, and how all that fares out this football season here. But uh, the point I'm trying to get to here is that the Power Three conferences are going to be playing 95% of their games against fellow conference teams only. I think only the ACC is veering out and playing one non-conference game, uh, whereas the Big 12 and the Big uh, uh, and the SEC are playing conference games only. That will put a whole new spin on handicapping games, and that's where our database, Victor, really mm-hmm. comes into play. When we've got a handle on coaches and how they have, how they fare in conference games and let down situations and so forth and whatnot when they're not distracted by non-conference play. Uh, you won't have the Nick Sabans of the world uh, chewing up on the patsies of college football. They're going to earn everything they get this football season here by playing just conference games. So I really rather kind of like that in that in that sense, even though it'll be a shortened football season. What's your approach going to be, Victor, when it comes to handicapping college football totals this year? Less is more. Uh, historically, we already spend a little bit more time in the NFL than we do in college football in regards to over-unders. But, heck, there's still plenty of value there. And if I can, Mark, throw out one game that's going to be played this particular weekend, and which I do think there's a little bit of value, haven't determined whether we're going to make it a play or not. But I do want to mention a little bit about this. Uh, uh, ESPN's got a nice game at 8 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, the Arkansas State and Memphis game. 
The over-under line in this game open at 68 is all the way up to 74 points. And uh, Memphis is, of course, the defending AAC champion. Now they're entering the season without head coach Mike Norvell, who's now at Florida State, and great running back Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Head coach is a new one, Ryan Silverfield, but he's been in the system. He's been there a few years. He's been promoted from the offensive line coach in terms of uh, the Memphis Tigers, Arkansas State. Meanwhile, we know they've been a consistent winning program under uh, Blake Anderson, and they do enter as one of the Sun Belt's more experienced teams. Uh, Going on the road to Memphis will probably be a tough task, and that's evidenced by the fact that they're catching almost three touchdowns in the game. But again, the number that catches my eye here is the total, Mark. And the total is this high in the game because these two teams were a combined 18 and 10 over under last season. Memphis's offense was very prolific. They went nine and five in their 14 games. Arkansas state comparatively, the over was nine and five in their games as well. But the number just seems way too high for week one, not to mention the fact that it's already gone up six points from the opener. Memphis games, yes, I know they exceeded 71 points five times last year, but that was last year. My under is the lean in this particular play, Memphis-Arkansas under, particularly with the value at the current line of 74 points, Mark. Well, there you go. It's all about value as we preach on the football show here, and Victor's going to try and take advantage of the value in that big move in the Arkansas State-Memphis game. Look to lean under 84 points. And by the way, for those of you listening here, there are five college football games, lined FBS football games that are being played this week. And we did not write them up in our playbook football newsletter because the first playbook football newsletter of the year will be next week, week one of the National Football League season, where we'll cover that and all the college games that week. But what we did for this particular week, we're going to call this the early week of college football with those five games is we wrote up many analysis write-up analysis write-ups on each one of those games, and they're contained inside the September Advantage. So, if you want to see write-ups and predictions and trends on the games this week, log on at playbook.com, download your free copy of the Playbook Advantage, and go to the College Football FBS section, and you'll see exactly what our sides or takes would be on those football games. Well, I think Victor, uh, we're going to put the final wraps on the show here, and I think. Uh, We've kind of hit the nail on the head as far as our approach goes into these games, and that's being very, very uh, careful about our what it is we're going to do. Lean heavily. Uh, we will do be doing on our database, and I'm going to recommend to most of our listeners out there, rely on a, on a recognized, solid professional when it comes to handicapping these games or betting these games because you don't want to be, find yourself in quicksand uh, before the season even gets underway. So remember that theme more now than ever before. Keep that thought in mind as we approach this football season here. Victor, I'm going to thank you for hopping on board for this preseason show here. We'll be back next week with Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com. Until we do that, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always. <laughs>